Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. NFL Sunday, end of the season for baseball, and we got a complete mess because the Yankees, as I said, were in danger of getting swept by that Tampa team, and we could have ourselves a four-way tie. Luckily, the Yankees aren't in danger of getting eliminated entirely because the rest of the teams chasing them are shooting themselves in the foot. They should have swept, and they didn't. So at least the Yankees have a lifeline if they lose today, which is very possible. But be that as it may, we're not going to talk too much about baseball just because talking about the Yankees this season has just been an aggravating experience, to say the least. So let's get into the NFL Sunday slate. We're going to start off with Dallas hosting Carolina. Dallas, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Carolina undefeated uh, still. You know, I know the public doesn't believe in Carolina, but they've had 10 days off since that Thursday night football game against the Texans. We know this Cowboys team got up for Monday night football against uh, Philly and stomped them. This is the classic Cowboys letdown spot. The Cowboys have a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Could they win this game? Yes. But can I see Carolina giving them fits and making this uh, a one-score game where it has to come down to a field goal to end it? Yeah. I I don't see Dallas pulling away from Carolina and turning this into a spot where uh, Carolina is playing catch-up the entire way through. I think this one stays pretty close throughout. I don't really have that much interest in that many players from this game outside of Chubba Hubbard. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey's injured. Uh, Hubbard's going to run you 5,900 on DraftKings. He's going to be featured in the offense. I think, realistically, uh, for regular fantasy, it's a must-play for Hubbard. And, you know, from a DFS standpoint, there are other plays you can get to, so it's not a priority, but I, I definitely think... Uh, you know, Hubbard makes a ton of sense uh, overall. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to challenge this Carolina defense, so I really am going to have minimal exposure to Dallas overall compared to some of my main builds. Uh, you know, obviously you can look at Dak and CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. I'm not interested in the running attack uh, uh, for the Cowboys against uh, this Carolina front that has shut down teams. Uh, I'm just not doing it. So I'm um, taking Carolina in the points and moving on. Going on to the Vikings hosting Cleveland. Minnesota, uh, one-and-a-half-point home underdog against Cleveland. Uh, you know, Cleveland's got some injuries. Uh, Odell Beckham is back, though. Uh, so I kind of look at this as a game where this can definitely shoot out because I expect both teams to try to uh, load the box, force both teams to throw. Uh, Dalvin Cook should be back as well uh, for the Vikings. Realistically, I'm looking at the passing attacks. I know everyone's going to think it's going to be a running game uh, and just slow-moving game, but I think there's a real chance that you can get a 
big performance out of Kirk Cousins again, uh, just uh, throwing it around to uh, Thielen and Jefferson and kind of go from there. And then on the run back, you can go with Odell. Uh, obviously, Cleveland wants to run the ball, but they need to get out in front first to do so. I don't necessarily think it's a given that Cleveland gets there. Cleveland's been doing a lot of goofy things with their play calling. Uh, I need to see Cleveland uh, tighten it up for a couple of games before I trust them to do what they need to do and focus on the run game uh, before I'm committing to a Nick Chubb uh, or Kareem Hunt. Uh, There are too many other options on this slate, but uh, from a DFS standpoint, I'm just looking at Jefferson, Thielen, and Odell, there, there's so many other pieces uh, on this slate to go after. I'm just going to have a limited exposure to this game. Uh, I'll, pl- I'll play some cousin stacks just because I- I'm targeting the wide receivers, but that's about it. Uh, moving on, Detroit uh, traveling to Chicago. The Bears are an absolute mess, but are three and a half point favorites. The line is moving down because Justin Fields was announced as a starter. Uh, I- there's just so much confusion going on with the Bears. And I truly believe that Matt Nagy does not know what he's calling for Justin Fields, and it's over. Like, Nagy's in danger of getting fired uh, if he doesn't win this game. I just think this is a complete disaster. The GM could go right after him, Ryan Pace. Uh, This is a mess. So I'm taking uh, Detroit on the road. Give me the points. I love uh, uh, DeAndre Swift in this matchup. Not because I think the Bears' defense is weak. It's just because I think the Bears' offense is going to be so anemic that Detroit's going to dominate time of possession. And even with Jared Goff uh, potentially making mistakes and turning the ball over, I still think Detroit's going to have enough focus on Swift uh, to uh, keep him involved in the offense and have him uh, get 20-plus touches. So I like Swift. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit as an underdog here and just go with it. Uh, and for Lions defense, uh, absolutely in play uh, for fantasy and DFS. Uh, 2200 on DraftKings. Uh, I just think, is it going to be a chalk play? Absolutely. But the Bears are such a mess right now that realistically, it's 2200 for a defense. You you can you can fit a lot of pieces uh, with that. Uh, so uh, going there. Uh, next up is my favorite game that no one's really talking about. Buffalo. Uh, Hosting Houston, uh, Buffalo, 17-point favorites. This lines up as a blowout. So you're asking me, why do I love this game? I love this game because Buffalo is going to stomp this team and Houston's going to be able to have a run back. I am going to be playing Davis Mills in fantasy this week uh, quite a bit for DFS purposes. Why? Because he's 4,900. He has a good rapport with Brandon Cooks, who's uh, still putting up numbers. Only 6,400, still very reasonable. And you can fit in two wide receivers for the Bills on the run back because if you believe the Bills stomp, they're still going to be throwing the ball. People think that because the Bills are going to get up, they're going to start running the ball. They're not that good at running the ball. And Houston is decent enough defensively that I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to get away with just trying to uh, take the air out of the ball and run it uh, against that defensive front. Houston's been feisty enough that they've given teams trouble. Even before McCaffrey got hurt, they weren't exactly lighting it up on the ground against Houston, and Houston's been feisty enough in their losses uh, to make life difficult for a rushing attack. So I'm I'm going to lean towards 
Buffalo airing the, uh, this ball out. I do think they get the points there. So, uh, believe me, you can play Josh Allen in, in uh, DFS, but for my main builds, the way I'm going about it is the fact that uh, you can get Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders is going to uh, only run you 4,900. Stefan Diggs is 7,600 on DraftKings. I think uh, you get a ton of uh, equity with those runbacks, and Davis Mills is so cheap that even at 4,900 and not being very good, he's still going to get a lot of prevent and catch-up uh, work to uh, to throw to to get the points necessary that you're looking for in GPP. I think Mills is definitely in play here, and for what I'm trying to do uh, from a tournament standpoint, uh, I-, I like the flexibility he gives me. Another game I love, Indy traveling to Miami. Miami, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Listen. The Dolphins' defense, uh, especially against the run, has been atrocious this year. And, yes, uh, I know the Colts lost Quentin Nelson uh, for a couple of weeks on IR due to an ankle high ankle sprain. But the Colts are going to want to run the ball. Miami has been getting gashed. Even by Buffalo, they got gashed. Last week, they got gashed by the Raiders with multiple backups playing on the O-line. The Colts... O-line is better than both those teams, even without Quentin Nelson. I don't see how Miami slows down Jonathan Taylor today. Taylor is 6,300 on DraftKings. Yes, you could go cheaper in certain spots, but I think Taylor has the upside to get you 120 and two touchdowns against this Miami defense. They are that bad against the run. Just looking at what Peyton Barber was able to do to them. Uh, for the Raiders. I, I'm sorry. I have to go after this game. I believe it. This is my conviction play. Is Jonathan Taylor is is uh, absolutely going over 100 yards in the touchdown. He, I know he's been questionable uh, with the uh, knee issue during the week, but if he's healthy and good to go and he, we don't get an injury issue, knock on wood, I think Taylor absolutely shoves today and just gets a big number at low ownership because folks are just looking at other spots uh, to target. And I absolutely get those spots, but I think Taylor has the upside and folks just are not looking at this game. Uh, So to me, Colts rushing attack all the way on the run back. You can look at Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki. Jacoby Brissett has been uh, checking down quite a bit. Uh, Both those guys got a ton of targets last week. I don't expect that to change all that much. The Colts defense is more bend, don't break. So, the checkdowns should be there. Brissett is very familiar with this offense, considering he just played with those guys last year uh, before they decided to try to go for Carson Wentz. Uh, do I necessarily want to target Jacoby Brissett in GPPs? Not really, but I I totally get the play because um, uh, no one's going to be on it. And considering I'm playing Davis Mills, uh, uh, <laughs> there, there, there's certainly – an argument to be made uh, of uh, uh, going attacking that game as well. So, um, I, but I definitely love Jonathan Taylor uh, this week uh, without question. Uh, moving on, Kansas City traveling to Philly. Listen, the Eagles are not very good. They got stomped on Monday night. The Chiefs definitely need to get back off the snide. They're last in their uh, division because of uh, the Raiders being able to win last week. Uh, the Chiefs seven and a half point favorites. It's Andy Reid's return to Philly. I think the Chiefs roll here. I I have a tough time seeing how uh, the Chiefs do not cover in this matchup. And the and the reason being is the fact that 
if you really look at the uh, at at the tail of the tape, it's a short week for Philly trying uh, trying to uh, get ready for the Chiefs uh, to prepare. And Andy Reid's gonna have some plays for them. It, it's an absolute given. So uh, I'm sorry, I, I just gotta take the Chiefs here uh, with the five and a half. Uh, I know they've had their struggles, but I definitely think they uh, get uh, Kelsey and get uh, Tyreek Kill back on track. I definitely love uh, the attacking pieces for KC. And if you're playing Davis Mills, you can get Tyreek and Kelsey. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Mills opens up a ton of space, and you can still run it back with Devonta Smith uh, uh, or Jalen Rager or Quez Watkins. They're all uh, under 6K, uh, and uh, for uh, Quez Watkins, I believe he is 3,500 with Rager around 4,300. You just got a bunch of cheap pieces for Philly that you can run it back with because the Chiefs defense isn't any good either. Now, could they start trying to run the ball with Miles Sanders? Yes, until I see uh, the Eagles run the ball with Miles Sanders, I will uh, believe it when I see it. I think this team really wants to just air the ball out and run RPOs without actually using the running back. It makes absolutely no sense to me why you would do it that way, but that seems to be the, the, the path that they're committed towards. Moving on, we've got the funeral game as the Giants travel to New Orleans uh, for the Saints' true home opener in the Superdome. Listen. The Giants down multiple weapons. Uh, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard got hurt. It's basically Kenny Galladay and a bunch of rookies. Daniel Jones with the sound from the crowd and the noise. This is a disaster spot in the making for the Giants. And the Saints defense is uh, licking their chops because they know they can get turnovers on uh, a weak offensive line here. I hate this spot for the Giants. I think the Saints roll. I don't think, however, that the Saints crush completely. It's more the fact that I struggle to see how the Giants are scoring more than 10 points in this game. And I think the Saints get to uh, 20 and then start uh, riding it out with Kamara. And uh, you might even see some uh, Taysom uh, in the mix as well, just chewing up clock. I think they just wear on the Giants' defense. And the Saints win comfortably. They are seven and a half point favorites. I think this is one of the easiest covers of the week. I think the Saints roll here. I just don't necessarily like it from a DFS perspective because I think the Giants don't offer anything in return to get the Saints to commit to a more high-paced offense uh, this week. So to me, this is more of a stay-away spot from DFS. Uh, you can consider the Saints' defense, but they're so priced up that value-wise, I don't see the point in paying up uh, for a defense. They're at 3800 To me, I think there are other spots where you can get uh, that same equity, like I said, with the Lions game. Uh, I, I, I'm just not going there with the Saints uh, in most of my builds. So, uh, And we, we haven't even gotten into one of the later games where I think you can play a defense that's even cheaper than the Saints. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll move on. Uh, the other game I'm targeting. Titans traveling to the Jets. Uh, the Titans, seven and a half point favorites. Obviously, they're on the road, uh, but they're banged up. They don't have A.J. Brown. They don't have uh, Julio Jones. So it's going to be a wide receiver by committee, which means they have to get they have to get Derrick Henry involved. Like, I'm sorry. I know folks don't want to eat the chalk here, but... The Titans 
have got to move the ball. How are they going to move the ball by just throwing around some random guys? It doesn't make any sense to get away from Derrick Henry just because the wide receivers are out. It's not as though the Jets have this stout defense that are are just going to take over and just make life absolutely miserable for the Titans. It, it, it's it's They're not that good. I mean, the bottom line is we should be seeing along the lines of uh, – of uh, uh, the uh, the Jets uh, kind of getting worn down uh, by the Titans, and Derrick Henry eventually is going to go off. He's going to go off at some point in this game. I don't know when, but uh, Derrick Henry should be in a lock for 100 yards and a touchdown. I, I just think, and I know folks are going to get on it because they're like, well, you, you, you for the price tag of Derrick Henry, he's 8,800. You got to get absolutely more than that. And yes, you, we, sh- we should expect more from that. But I'm saying at a minimum floor, you're getting Derrick Henry in a spot where he should absolutely crush. I'm sorry. This, to me, is uh, a gimme here. Like, I'm not passing up on what, uh, what amounts to essentially a layup because of uh, uh, I'm going to run into concerns about uh, 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 usage uh, uh, for... Derrick Henry because uh, the wide receivers are out. The Jets can load the box. The Titans are still going to be able to run and play action off of it on certain plays, and they're still going to be effective. So you can look at Anthony Ferks or the tight end uh, in the play action game uh, taking advantage of this. So, um, yeah, I think the Titans definitely uh, get their offense going. On the flip side, though, the Titans' defense is absolutely atrocious. So you absolutely can play the Jets here. Uh, I'm not necessarily going back to Zach Wilson, but I do think from a short passing attack standpoint, Jamison Crowder is back. You have Michael Carter, the running back, uh, who has seemingly has go- uh, jumped up the depth chart. Uh, Robert Sala likes him. I think you get a lot of dump-off passes from the Jets, and I think from a PPR side with DraftKings, uh, Crowder and, um, and Carter make a ton of sense. I hate Corey Davis. But even Corey Davis is in play because he's 5K as a run back uh, uh, if you're going to Henry route. And, and like I said, because we can go so many cheap routes uh, by using Davis Mills, it, to me, you can attack this game and have pieces from the Jets uh, along with Derrick Henry. Uh, to me, it, it, there's no issue at getting uh, pieces from this game in. So that's what, I, what I'm going to be doing. Next up. Washington traveling to Atlanta. The Falcons are terrible. They're they're home underdogs. So they're one and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, Matt Ryan is so gun shy at this point. I am not really trying to touch any Falcons pieces until Matt Ryan shows me he can throw the ball down the field and be committed to throwing the ball down the field. Uh, I, I will still play Ridley and Pitts because this is still a decent enough matchup. But to me, Taylor Heineke is in play because of how bad Atlanta's defense is. Uh, the Giants left a lot of points on the board last week. I like Heineke. I like Terry McLaurin. Uh, Antonio Gibson is, is slated to be uh, clear to play this game. Uh, and the un- uh, unknown factor is Curtis Samuel, uh, uh, you know, uh, there is uh, – there is a, a, a 
there is a, a very cheap play in Curtis Samuel at 3K uh, to consider. I, you know, I'm not going to be going crazy with Curtis Samuel, but I will definitely sprinkle it in uh, to get there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things where I, I think, uh, you can certainly, uh, take a shot there, uh, with, uh, some of the Washington builds. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily do a one-off of Curtis Samuel, but on DraftKings, you know, 3k is so cheap, uh, he can definitely get there. It's just a matter of how many, uh, places he's going to run this week. We, we won't know that for certain. Moving on to the afternoon slate. We got Rams hosting Arizona. Rams, five and a half point favorites. Uh, it lined, uh, was at uh, six and a half uh, earlier in the week. Honestly, I like Arizona here. I know folks are h- high on the Rams, and the Rams, very much excellent defense. Uh, Stafford is playing incredibly well with the offense, but I think Kyler Murray uh, is, uh, is uh, talented enough to keep this game close enough, and Arizona's uh, pass rush can disrupt this Rams offense, in my opinion. So, to me, I think this game's close enough that you have to respect what Arizona can do. And from a DFS standpoint, I think this game can shoot out. Uh, it, it can shoot out. I, I I still like some other spots. The thing is, Cooper Cup has been priced up to 7800 Still could be higher, priced higher, in my opinion. But, you know, this could be the Robert Woods breakout week because I got to think Arizona's going to put more of an emphasis on trying to shut down a uh, cup, but we won't know that for sure. But I, I think, uh, uh, Deandre Hopkins, uh, Cooper cup, certainly in the mix. Chase Edmonds on the running back side, Darrell Henderson, uh, they are both in the five K range. You can certainly play them as running backs. Uh, this week, uh, the running back, uh, pool is pretty shallow in my opinion, in a lot of spots, uh, uh unless we get some news, uh, making sure uh, to confirm Trey Sermon might be available for uh, San Francisco if Eli Mitchell is ruled out. Um, so I think uh, you can get a couple of pieces in this game. Tyler Higby certainly in play at the tight end spot for the Rams. So th- this game you can certainly target. I'm just not going to be as high on it because I, I liked uh, some of the matchups I was seeing in the early in the early games. But this game can certainly uh, shoot out. San Francisco hosting Seattle. Uh, San Francisco, uh, basically, it's a three. Uh, th- they're a three-point uh, favorite. Uh, Seattle. I know Russ can get it done, but realistically, I, San Francisco should have won last week against Green Bay. They should have won that game. Uh, they screwed up so many chances. They're going to be coming back angry. I think they're better than Seattle. I think you got to take uh, San Francisco here. Uh, if you think Seattle can win outright, I, I, I don't blame you. But the thing it is, uh, these two teams always play each other hard. So if this line is at two and a half uh, and not three, it, I would take San Francisco, uh, to, in my opinion. I think this is one of those field goal type of games. So that extra hook matters. So realistically, I would – take san francisco but you know this game could go either way so it's not one i'm necessarily betting it's just one where from a picks pool standpoint uh you know this is what uh i'd be looking at uh next up we got baltimore traveling to denver denver one half point favorites at home listen the broncos are three and oh but they beat the jets the giants and oh god why am i blanking on uh the 
third team they beat? Houston. Yeah, I mean, they beat some of the worst teams in the league. I'm sorry. I, I just can't get there. I, I really can't. So we're, we're just we're just going to have to agree to disagree here. And uh, I'm just not touching uh, Denver in this one. I, I, I don't like pretty much any piece of this uh, unless uh, we get a confirmation that Melvin Gordon's out. Uh, then maybe Javante Williams. But I'm just not targeting Denver in this game. On the Baltimore side, not really interested in anyone either. They're playing at altitude. I, I usually get scared off with these types of games because I know Baltimore's going to want to try to run the ball, but you don't know who's going to get the majority of the carries. Yes, you can play Lamar Jackson, but I think there are so many other plays this week. You don't need to. So I'm just staying off this game completely, but I do expect Baltimore to win this game and to cover. Uh, next up. We got Green Bay hosting uh, the Steelers. Green Bay, six and a half point favorites. Green Bay is going to roll here. Uh, I told you Big Ben was done before the season. Maybe he could uh, do some magic acts earlier on if his arm was feeling healthy enough. The arm has not come back whatsoever. He is not throwing down the field. Green Bay should stomp. Uh, The question is, uh, does Devontae Adams get his points in? Uh, early enough so that when they turn the ball over to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to just take the air out of the ball and just grind the Steelers' defense, um, that's the question. Uh, You know, I just don't like the pricing on the Green Bay running backs, and because I know they're going to want to play Dillon as well, uh, Jones is not in play for me. Devontae Adams uh, should be able to have his way with the Pittsburgh secondary, 7,900. Again, if you're trying to pivot off of uh, playing the Chiefs early, Devontae Adams certainly in play. If you're not playing digs like I am early, uh, you can play Devontae Adams. I have no issues with that. On the Pittsburgh side, I'm staying away. I know some people want to play Najee Harris. The dump-offs on DK make it worthwhile, but that's about it. Uh, Yeah, you can see maybe Chase Claypool. Uh, Pat Freer month, uh, if you want to punt at tight end, but he's 3,100, so it's not truly a punt at tight end. It's just not a whole lot of, I'm interested in here. And th- that kind of wraps it up for the main slate on DFS. Uh, for Sunday Night Football, we got Tampa traveling to New England. It's Brady's return. Uh, Brady and the Bucks are going to absolutely steamroll uh, the Patriots here. Uh, the Patriots are six and a half point underdogs at home, but here's the issue. You can't run on Tampa and the Pats offense is predicated on being able to run the ball and then get to play action. Mac Jones having to drop back 35 times to throw against Tampa to me, sounds like a recipe for disaster based off of what we've seen from Mac Jones thus far. It does, I, I do not see this game ending well at all. Uh, from showdown standpoint, I, I this is a 5-1 build for me with Tampa uh, and just loading up and just waiting for the, the destruction to happen for New England. I, I don't see anything good coming out of this game for New England. It's just that simple. This, this game is being sold on the storyline of Brady and Belichick, but there is no sizzle to this game for me whatsoever. Uh, and to cap it all off, Monday Night Football, Chargers hosting the Raiders. Chargers three and a half point favorites. You know my stance on the Raiders. I don't think they were any good last week. I I, I think it was more of a case of Miami's run defense being that bad than the Raiders actually being better than we thought. 
I think the Chargers are a far superior team to the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders will play them hard. Second half, Chargers pull away. I think they cover the three and a half easily. Uh, we'll talk about that from a showdown perspective. But uh, I definitely would be looking at uh, the Chargers pieces. Maybe it's more of a 4-2 build, uh, depending on what the injury report looks like for Vegas, if we don't have Josh Jacobs. But yeah, I, I just do not see anything that I really like from uh the, the Raiders standpoint, if Jacobs is out, then Peyton Barber, uh, is probably going to be cheaper. Uh, uh, well, I don't even think Peyton Barber is going to be cheaper because he had a big rushing day. So I think for showdown purposes, they're going to price him up. So yeah, I'm just, uh, I'd, I'd have to look at this game more once the showdown pricing actually comes out. It's not available yet. So we, we won't know for sure, but, uh, yeah, I like the Chargers in this one. I don't think it's, it, that game ends up being very close. So, again, for DFS purposes, I am big on Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. I think this is keep it simple. Don't overthink it uh, at the running back spot. We definitely have uh, salary to save. Uh, you go with my suggestion of Davis Mills. Uh, other options you can go with uh, Jalen Hurts going against the KC defense. Uh, you can always look at Matt Stafford. But I think you save so much money with uh, – Davis Mills in a blowout script where they're just throwing down a couple of scores and the Bills playing prevent defense, I think uh, you're going to get there points-wise. And then if you're running it back with multiple Bills receivers, uh, that's the way to go in my opinion. So uh, that's where I'm way I'm rolling this week from a DFS standpoint. But uh, good luck to everyone. We will talk soon enough. Uh, and uh, like I said, best of luck and have a good one, folks. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.